This is Getting to Know Your Bible, a program dedicated to the proclaiming of the good news of Jesus Christ. Here's Billy Lambert. A number of years ago, I read a book entitled, Your God is Too Small by J.B. Phillips. It's an interesting read, and in the book he talked about the many concepts that people have about God. So some people see God as a, a benevolent Santa Claus, and some people see God as a tyrant, some people see God as a resident policeman and the like. But what we want to do today is see God from a completely different point of view. We want to talk about God's goodness. The title of our, of our lesson today is, God is good. God is good. And we want to think about the goodness of God today here on Getting to Know Your Bible. I want to thank you for watching today. My name is Billy Lambert, and I'm the regular speaker here on Getting to Know Your Bible. And I want to welcome you today. If you're watching the first time, I want to thank you for tuning in. And if you watch every time we're on air, I want to thank you again for tuning in again. And now today on Getting to Know Your Bible, we offer a free Bible correspondence course. And I emphasize that the course is free. Think about the word free. Somebody says there's got to be a catch. There's no catch. It's free. We don't charge for anything we offer on Getting to Know Your Bible. And we want you to know more about the course and how you can receive it. So let's pause for just a moment. To help you in your study of the Bible, we want to send you this Bible correspondence course. This course is non-denominational. It's based on the Bible. It's conducted by mail, and it's free. To receive this course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama, 36580. Or call toll-free 1-877-711-5214. Today I want to read out of the Psalms, chapter 100. And this is a well-known and a well-loved psalm. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before His presence with singing. Know ye that the Lord, He is God. It is He that hath made us, and not we ourselves. We are His people and the sheep of His pasture. Enter into His gates with thanksgiving and into His courts with praise. Be thankful unto Him and bless His name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting and His truth endureth to all generations. Notice that last verse, verse 5, For the Lord is good. There are volumes that have been written about God, and the different aspects of God, the different qualities of God, the characteristics of God. There's much been written about the holiness of God, about the power of God, the love of God, the mercy of God, the grace of God, and on and on we could go. But but my observation is there's not been nearly as much written about His goodness. Sometimes people want to look at God and they want to think about the negative things, 
but, but they, they don't look at the positive things. Now, I know the Bible says, behold, the goodness and the severity of God. And, and sometimes people want to look at the severity and not the goodness of God. But today we want to focus on His goodness. Let's not take His goodness for granted. And, and it just goes without saying that God is good. Now, you know, when you use the word good, what, what do you really mean? And, and there are lots of different ways that you can use the word good. Sometimes the word good means that something is suitable for a purpose. For instance, you might say that a Jeep or a truck is good for driving in the mud. That means they're suitable for that. So sometimes the word good means something is beneficial. For example, you might say that Hot lunches are good for children that are in school. And that means they're beneficial. Sometimes the word good means something is valid or it's genuine. And you might refer to an individual and say that his, his word is as good as gold. That means that it is valid, that is genuine. Sometimes it may refer to something that is sound or healthy. We might refer to person, say that person has good eyesight. Sometimes the word good can also refer to something being enjoyable. We may say that we need to enjoy the good life. Sometimes the word good means to comply with a set of rules. We might talk about good manners. And that's something that's lacking sometimes in, in young people especially. But, but good manners, that means you're complying with a set standard or conduct. And then we might talk about, uh, the word good is used to talk about something that is skilled. We might say that you are a good singer. That means you're skilled in singing. And then, for, for, then we might talk about something that's morally sound in that way. And we may refer to a person as a good person. They're just a good person. You can depend on them. They're honest. They're sincere. They're dedicated. They're competent. They're just a good person. Well, in the realm of philosophy, and I don't consider myself to be a philosopher. I am a gospel preacher. But there are two different kinds of good. There's an extrinsic good. That is, it depends on, the ex on external things for its goodness. For example, medicine is good if it is taken. And then there is an intrinsic good, and that, that's, that is, it's good in and of itself. And, and the Bible declares over and over and over again that God is good. Look at our text one more time, verse 5. For the Lord is good, His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endureth to all generations. Then in Psalms 106 in verse 1, Praise you the Lord, O give thanks unto the Lord, for He is good, for His mercy endures forever. In Matthew chapter 19 in verse 17, in Jesus' encounter with the rich young ruler, Jesus said, There is none good but God. God is good. Now think about this. God is the standard of everything that is good. Listen to Psalms chapter 25 and verse 8. Good and upright is the Lord. 
I mean, God, you think about goodness, you just have to think about God. That He is the standard of what is good. A man by the name of Alan Killen said, All he, talking about God, all he plans, does, creates, commands, and approves is good. In other, in other words, everything about God is good. God's works, for example, are good. You think about His works. You remember when you study the book of Genesis, back in Genesis chapter 1, chapter 2, and about the creation of the world? After God would create something on a certain day, what would God say? It is good. Some six times God said, it is good. But then in Genesis chapter 1, verse 31, He said, it's very good. It's very good. So God's works, the creation of God is good. And His creation is just one way of revealing Himself to mankind. For example, in Psalms 19 and 1, the heavens declare the glory of God, and the firmament shows His handiwork. Then I think about Paul's writing in Romans chapter 1, verse 20, For the invisible things of Him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things which are made, even His eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. For when they knew Him as God, they glorified Him not as God, neither were thankful, but became vain in their imagination, and their foolish heart was darkened. In James chapter 1, verse 17, the Bible reads like this, Every good gift and every perfect gift comes down from above, from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variableness, neither shadow of turning. Think about that passage. Every good gift, every perfect gift comes from God. There are a lot of gifts we have that are good gifts that may not be perfect gifts. I think that our freedom in this nation is a good gift of God. Of course, it's not perfect, but it is good. I think the, uh, the families that we have is a good gift, but they're, not, they're, not good. they're good, but, but our families are not perfect. There are so many gifts that God has given to us that are good gifts. You think about your health. The measure of health that you have right now is a good gift. It may not be perfect health, but it's a good gift. Then on the other hand, there are gifts that God gives to us that are perfect gifts. They may not be they're referred to as good, but they're perfect. In Jesus, for example, is a perfect gift. The Bible is called a perfect law of liberty. The church is perfect. The blood of Jesus is perfect. All these things are perfect. Heaven is a perfect gift of God. Every gift of God is a good gift. As a matter of fact, think about it. God even gives good gifts to people that are not believers in Him. Someone says, now, Brother Lambert, you know that, that can't be true. Well, in Matthew chapter 5 and verse 45, Jesus taught that God makes the sun to shine on the evil as well as on the good. That, that He causes the rain to fall on the righteous and the unrighteous. That, that you see, there are blessings that are good blessings of God that God gives to all people regardless of whether they serve Him or not. That, that's just how God is. He's so good. Right now, if you are breathing, if you're breathing air, 
to live, that is a good gift of God. Just suppose God were to shut off for just a few seconds the air that all of us breathe. We could not live without it. You see, God is a good God. The gifts that He gives to us are, are so, such good gifts. And, and He gave us the gift of His Son. And it's described in 2 Corinthians 9.15 as an indescribable gift, an inexpressible gift. All God's gifts are good gifts. Think about some of the gifts of God. There is the Bible, His Son. There is salvation, and there is His grace. There's the church. There is heaven. You see, God is such a good God, and to those that serve Him, God guarantees good. Think about that. Listen to Romans 8, 28. All things work together for what? For good. All things work together for good to them that love the Lord, to them that are the called according to His purpose. That, that touches the realm of God's divine providence and, and God's blessings, as we have already uh, alluded to, also works in the realm of, of general providence. That is where God blesses people whether they serve Him or don't serve Him, whether they love Him or don't love Him. God still blesses those people. They may curse God. They may blaspheme God. They may deny God. They may, they may shake their fist at God. But guess what? God still loves them enough that He supplies some gifts for them to live on this earth. But there are certain gifts, certain blessings, that God gives to only to those that love Him. That's in the realm of the special providence, where God is providing blessings for those that serve Him. He said, all things, all things. Now, Paul is not affirming that bad things we do is included. Of course not. All things will be things we do that are in harmony with God's divine will. All things work together. There is harmony in the things that happen in our lives. And all things work together for good, for our benefit. All things work together for good. And, but it's for those that love the Lord. They're those that are the called according to His purpose. All things work together for good. You see, God is a good God. And His gifts are good. But then another area wherein God is good and His good goodness is manifested are the commands of God. Every command that God has ever given is a good command. Now there are some commands that, uh, uh, that people give today that man gives that are not good. There are some laws that men have initiated and passed that are not good laws. The, the, the law that some have in, the, in their states that allows them to take the lives of babies from their mother's womb or even to take the life of their baby after that baby is born, that, that's not a good law. That, that is a terrible law. That is a, that is a, a demonic law. 
That is a law that was hatched in the domain of, of hell, a taking the life of a little baby after that baby is born. Folks, that's not good. That's not a good law. And there are other laws that people have passed that are not good laws. But every law that God has ever initiated, every command that God has ever given to man is a good command. For example, here's a command to worship and to worship God. Listen to John chapter 4 and verse 24. God is a spirit, and they that worship Him must worship Him in spirit and in truth. Now that's one of God's commands, to worship Him and to worship only Him. You know, Jesus in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 10 said, Thou shalt worship the Lord thy God, Him only shalt thou serve. And in the, in, the, in the Ten Commandments, in Exodus chapter 20, the Lord said, Thou shalt have no other gods before me. There's only one God. And He said, You should have worshipped God. Revelation 22, 9. And that's a good command, to worship God. You say, Why is it good? Well, first of all, to worship God shows our faith in Him and our belief in Him. Our belief that He exists. It shows our gratitude when we worship God. It shows our obedience to Him when we worship God. But here's another aspect of worshiping God and obeying that command that possibly you've never thought about. You become like what you worship. You become like whom you worship. There may be some young man who's sees a, someone as a football player in the NFL and, and they, they're just enamored with that person and they, they study his person, they study his style, they, they study everything there is to know, be known about that individual that's playing football in the NFL. And this young man tries to imitate everything that that man is doing, that player's doing, playing football in the NFL. He's playing high school football. And he begins to take on some of the characteristics of this player that's in the NFL. And guess what happens? He becomes a rather outstanding athlete because he has been learning by the example of someone else playing football at a higher level. In essence, he becomes like the one that he admires. Well, that's true when it comes to worship. If we worship ourselves or we worship something else other than God, then we're going to become like that which we worship. Now, to worship yourself is self-worship, and that's selfishness gone to seed. But when you worship God, it's going to cause you to become more like the one whom you worship. I'd suggest that when you start worshiping God and He is the object of your worship, that it's going to cause you to be more loving of other people. You show me a person who has no love in their heart for mankind, I'll show you an individual who deep down on the inside really has no love for God. 
when we love God with all of our heart and mind and soul, then we're going to become like the one that we worship. And God is God of love. The Bible says God is love. You cannot worship Him in honesty and sincerity and in truth without becoming like Him. So that's one way that God's commands are good. It causes us to be more like Him when we worship Him. You, you think about another command of God that is a good command. For, for example, you, you think about the command in Luke the 6th chapter in verse 38. And there Jesus said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. Good measure pressed down, shaken together, and running over shall men give into your bosoms. So Jesus said, Give, and it shall be given unto you. And that's a good command. Well, why is it a good command? It's because of the end result of obeying that command. Now, we preachers have a tendency to apply that only to money, and, and I think that's one of the ways that we can apply it to money. If we give of the money that we have then to the Lord we, as we've been prospered and as we've been blessed, then in turn God is going to bless us. That, that is taught in the Old Testament and the New Testament as well. But it says, give and it shall be given unto you. Well, what is the it in that passage? Well, it could be money, but, but it could be other things. Do, do you need understanding? Do you need understanding? Well, give understanding and it will be given to you. Do you need love? Well, then give love and it will be given to you. Do you need mercy? Well, then give mercy, and it will be given unto you. You see, it is good for us to give. That's a good command of God, because if when we obey that command, we're on the winning end. We are, we are the winner because we, in turn, are going to be blessed. See, every command God has ever given is a good command, and that's one of the reasons that we, we ought to obey every command that ever God has ever given to humanity. Solomon said that the greatest thing a person ought to do all the days of their life is to fear God and do what? Keep His commandments. Ecclesiastes chapter 12, verse 13. And so we need to obey God. And God's commands are good. But let's not forget what we're talking about here on Getting to Know Your Bible. We're talking about God is good. How do you see God today? Oh, I, I wish there was a way that I could cause each and every one of us to see God as a good God and that you'll want to turn to this good God and serve Him, that you'll want to obey and follow His Son, that you'll want to be a Christian. And I'd urge you to become a Christian by, by, by believing on the Son of the living God by, by repenting of all of the sins of your life. We sometimes talk about our past sins. And by being willing to confess our faith in Christ, as people did in, on, in other places in the Bible. For example, in Acts chapter 8, a man said, I believe Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And then by being baptized into Christ. Here's the reason. Because Jesus said, He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. So, see, I, I'd urge you to, to serve God. You believe in Him. You think He's a good God. And He gave Jesus to die on the cross. He gave the greatest gift the world has ever known because He's so good. Isn't it wonderful to serve a good God? And isn't it wonderful that you can refer to a human being as being good? 
Now, now usually, we wait until someone dies till we say, that surely was a good man. That surely was a good woman. But I believe we ought to do that in this life, don't you? And the Bible says in Psalms, the 23rd chapter, of the 25th chapter in verse 23, the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Are your steps ordered by the Lord today? If not, why not? If not, when will you start? Today is the day to begin to follow the God who is so good. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today. Now in the closing moments, I want to urge you to visit the Church of Christ in your community. Now let me tell you a little about what to expect when you visit the Church of Christ in your community. You will expect the service, or you can expect the service, to be rather uh, simple. That is, there's not a lot of pomp and ritual and, and that sort of thing in our worship, but we just serve God, try to serve God in spirit and in truth and we sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. We partake of the Lord's Supper every Lord's Day. We give of our means. The Word of God is taught. We go to God in prayer. Those are the things in which we engage in in worship. And our focus is not on ourselves, not trying to entertain ourselves, but our focus is on worshiping God of heaven and serving Him faithfully. I want to thank you for for watching today, please, please visit the Church of Christ at your earliest convenience. If you're not certain where it's located, contact us and we'll get that information for you. And also right now, I want to urge you to pick up the telephone, call on this toll-free line for the free Bible Correspondence Course. And thousands have already done that. I want to urge you to be among the number who are studying the Bible, you're getting to know your Bible. Getting to know your Bible. That's what this is all about. And we need in these days to study the Bible more and more. I want to thank you for watching Getting to Know Your Bible today. And let me ask you to do this. This is a favor. Will you tell someone else about it and encourage them to watch? Till we meet again, may the Lord bless you and keep you is my prayer. We want to help you as much as possible in your search for a personal relationship with God. You can now easily access our free Bible correspondence course online at gettingtoknowyourbible.com. If there's any way we can help you grow closer to God, please email us at gettingtoknowyourbible at yahoo.com or call us anytime at 1-877-711-5214. Getting to Know Your Bible has been presented by Churches of Christ. If you have a question about the church, or if you would like the location of a Church of Christ near you, or to receive the free Bible course, write to Getting to Know Your Bible, P.O. Box 314, Summerdale, Alabama 36580.
or call 1-877-711-5214. Join us next time for Getting to Know Your Bible.